Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. Depending on where you curl, you might have had your kids go through a program that tested their curling skills. In this episode, I talk about Rock Stars, a new National Skill Awards program from Curling Canada. If you have a child that is active in other sports besides curling, you might know of certain sports where they test their skill levels and earn badges or pins or certificates. For years in my home province of Ontario, we had a program called the Skill Awards, where kids, having learned certain curling skills, would earn a badge that they could sew on their jacket or sweater. In today's episode, I speak with Beth Iskew from Edmonton, Alberta. Beth has been involved with the development of a new National Skills Award program from Curling Canada called Rockstars. We explain what the program is about, what feedback they've received from the pilot program, and how youth program organizers can get more information about it. Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Beth, you've been involved in putting together a new program for Curling Canada called the Rockstars Program. Now, for the listeners who've never heard of this before, let's start there. What is the Rockstars Program? Yeah, so it's a a new program that Curling Canada wanted to develop for U9, U12, Fundamentals, Learn to Train, Age Kids, um, that group of kids under the Long-Term Athlete Development Plan. So that's where the Fundamentals and the Learn to Train um, headings go. And so they wanted a program that kids would go into the Learn to Curl, take one year of curling, and this would be the next couple of levels. So I say U9, U12, that is somewhat loose because you could have an older, you know, curler that comes in and wants to try and they're 13 or 14 and they just roll into these skill levels, but it's based on skills and skill development. And so, um, yeah, I started working on it a few years ago with Helen Radford and we have six pilot clubs that have been piloting it over the last couple of years. We were kind of broken up a little bit with the COVID um, year in between year and a half. Um, But yeah, over the last few years, we've gotten feedback. It's been developed more and um, we're really excited. We're rolling it out so um, clubs can try it if they want to. and, And we're interested to get feedback on how it's going. Maybe you can go into a little more detail in terms of, uh, the program itself. Now, I know in Ontario, we used to have something called the skill awards badges. And, you know, there would be different colors, they would be like blue, red, gold, silver and bronze. And they'd be based on completing a certain number of on ice skills, and maybe a written quiz or something. And then at the end of it, you'd literally get a badge, and you'd be able to put it on your jacket or your sweater. Is this the is this the A similar kind of program? It is similar in that it's based on achievements of skills. So at the end, kids would get um, a bag tag. So it's like a luggage tag and they would get a star. So very similar coloring. We've got red and blue for the fundamentals kids and silver and gold for the learn to train. 
And at the end of completing so many skills and the categories are all fun and they're broken down into everything from delivery dynamo to super sweeper and then details in there about the skills. Um, Once they get that, they get a star. So that's where the rock stars come from. So they get a star on the level that they've completed. So, you know, there are four levels. So let's say um, a curler completes learn to curl, then they go into the first two levels of fundamentals and then the next two learn to train. It's loosely like four years and then U12 and then they continue on type of thing. So it's similar to those those badge programs that I've heard. Now, I, I never took a badge program, so I wasn't as familiar. But the difference with rock stars is that or that I understand is that we've developed lesson plans. So it's not just about the achievement of the skills. These are lesson plans for clubs. So basically, you can get the manual and it guides you through 12 weeks of lessons with the achievement reports at the end. So, you know, we really wanted to help those clubs that have a lot of parents. They don't know, you know, they're not familiar with how to coach curling or teach kids how to curl, but maybe you've got a couple coaches that are really experienced. They hand out the lesson plans, maybe give a little bit of background and then the parents can follow along or the maybe less experienced coaches can follow along there's time slots even for how long each drill should take and it's allotted. So it's really simple for clubs. And a lot of the feedback we've gotten from the pilot clubs that have used it have said just that, that they can hand it over and feel confident that everybody's on the same page and the curlers are all kind of going through the same skills at the same time. And, and it's just laid out nicely. Now um, the other thing is that, you know, we've had questions about skill days or how are the achievements, um, you know, is there a day that they get tested, let's say, and it's really up to the club and what they've done in the past. Um, A couple of the pilot clubs that I've talked to, some of them kind of uh, look at achievements through the season. Some maybe have a few days, but the coaches are kind of looking all the time. And and there's just different feedback and opinions about, about that type of thing. So we're not laying out that, you know, you have to have certain things. Um, or certain days for achievement, it's it's up to the club. So it's it's really flexible, and we've kind of left it um, because you know some programs are longer than others, and you can just take the lesson plans as you need. Now I'm just picturing this as a coach myself, and <clears throat> having a <clears throat> youth program, uh, and how how it works just uh, on the ground. I, I think you mentioned that there were uh, there were lesson plans and assessments at the end. I'm just picturing at the end of practice, I'd just sit down with the assessment list and maybe think about what each kid did, or would I have that on the ice with me? Like, how would that be uh, from a practical sense? Yeah, so there's a couple ways. There is a checklist. So you could have that out with you while you're working with kids. And then as you see them complete things, or, you know, at the end of a few weeks, maybe go through them um, with the curlers that you've been working with, or, you know, you see so-and-so is doing really well with their delivery or, you know, they've really caught on to the footwork of sweeping. Well, then you can maybe be going back and checking those things through through the year type of thing. Um, that's sort of how we envision it. And it's it's a little bit less stressful for the curlers too. I, I have gotten feedback from some coordinators that have said that they've felt that sometimes curlers get pretty anxious about testing days, let's say, or, or that they're being assessed and it's, you know, it, we don't want that to be stressful. However, it's nice to know that you're completing skills. Parents can have a little bit of an idea. You know, parents are familiar too with programs like CanSkate or the Red Cross Swimming Program. And, you know, you get that checklist. And we've kind of emulated 
those programs. Like I was actually given the can skate manual by Helen when we first started working on this and, and looked at that and how they were doing that. And being familiar with the Red Cross program, our achievement report is very similar to that. You know, you can see it um, outlined and check marks at the end. And the other thing that's great about a program like this is that if it's used fairly widely, which hopefully it is, you know, eventually, if you had a curler that was changing clubs or they were moving provinces, let's say, and they can say, you know, I was part of the Rockstars program, I got my silver level, then I have a good idea as a coach or a coordinator what your skill level is coming in. And I've found that in the past, being a coordinator of a junior program myself, that, you know, I get emails all the time and people will say, um, my child has one year curling experience or four years curling. And then all of a sudden you see them and you go, oh, okay, but maybe they're not as skilled as what you think they would be. So it's really transferable. And, and that's great for people when you're trying to fit in where juniors fit in your program and what level they're at or what skill level they're at. So these assessments, I mean, in other sports like swimming and skating, they're treated almost like a report card uh, where some like a parent or a kid could look at and see where they've uh, achieved and maybe where they can improve. Is this a similar thing you picture uh, with rock stars? Yes. Yes, that's exactly. So within the manual, so if if a club wanted to use the rock stars manual, then they get the manual lesson plans. There's some even warm-up ideas, um, warm-up activities, kind of an outline of how it works. At the end of all the lesson plans are a bunch of drills as well. And then also are the achievement reports. So like a report card, there's an achievement report checklist for an instructor. So if you're on the ice, you know, and you're checking these off, but then we also have a report card very similar to like the Red Cross folded up and and that can be handed um, to each curler at the end and they can see exactly what they got completed for the silver level or the red level and then what the next progression would be to get to, you know, blue or to gold to those next. Oh, that's great because uh, <clears throat> I know in the old system and, and this is not to uh, talk down to the original, to, to the program that we had in Ontario, but you would literally get a card that was basically a test. Like you would have to do these skills and then fill in this quiz. And then it was, there was no lesson plans attached to it. So I want to ask you about that and dig a little deeper. Could you, I don't want you to give it away, but can you give me an example of a particular skill or a, a, a section of a lesson plan that, uh, that that's included in the binder and, and how that relates to the particular uh, skill you're trying to test? Sure. So we didn't specify each lesson plan to a specific skill. So it's not like one day, okay, this is our sweeping day in their drills. They're incorporating a lot of skills um, through a lesson and so that there's variety for kids because, you know, we have, you know, nine-year-olds, 11-year-olds out there and we want to make sure that they're having fun. They're developing a range of skills each week. So it's, they start off more simply. So the first few weeks would be, you know, they're getting back on the ice and the lesson plans reflect that. Okay. We're back on the ice. We're getting used to the slides again and, and reminders of the game itself and things like that. And then it progresses the middle parts of the 12 week program would have different drills. And then the ends might be more game related or more focused on a little bit more advanced. And the lesson plans also have broken down so that there's a simplified skill level and more advanced because you might have within your group, you might have some that are a little bit more skilled than others. And so there's, you know, a little bit more advanced versions of certain drills 
So an example of a lesson plan would be um, you go out the first five minutes or prior to going on the ice, there's warm-up ideas. So five, 10-minute warm-up, then some warm-up slides. So like a handlebar delivery where you have the broom across in front of you and you slide out that way and then you transfer it to maybe to the side, but no rock or maybe... There's a drill with a couple of rocks, um, no broom, but you're holding onto the rocks for balance. Depends on how um, strong the curler is. And then maybe you do a sweeping drill in there. So that's broken down for 10 minutes or so. Then you get into um, some other kind of delivery drill for 15 minutes and then always ends with some kind of um, game situation or game, you know, scenario. So maybe a shorts game, hog line shorts, um, triples could be an example that you play for a good, you know, let's say 20 to 30 minutes, depending on what what the lesson plan is. Um, But basically that would be one full day of lessons. So it's broken, you know, it keeps the curlers moving through different skills, but they're learning, you know, a bit of everything. They're doing a bit of strategy at the end and gameplay. They're doing some drills for delivery and sweeping in there and, and we're mixing it up each week. And then we did include the drills at the very end of the manual. So, you know, if you wanted to mix in or, Oh wait, where was that drill or something like that? You can just go back and and have a look, or if you want to throw in a different drill one time, and that's something we definitely want to build on. So The other thing I should mention is that this Rockstars program is not just a static, you get your manual and and that's it. This is going to be something that we hope will grow and we can add drills to. And if a club wants to use the Rockstars manual, then, you know, if there's a new iteration and some changes that are made next year, well, then you'll get the change, um, the modified digital version and the modified manual because you're part of the program. So. So, um, yeah, like we're hoping that this just continues to grow as we get some ideas from from coaches and feedback. Is there a particular uh, drill or a, like a game adaptation that is you've never seen before? You thought that was pretty cool? Uh, actually, there's been quite a few. I've I've learned a ton through this. Like I started coaching my daughter and coaching our junior program that's close by our house here. And over the years, I've learned a ton. And then through this process of working with some of the coaches at other clubs, um, you know, some of the coaches are teachers themselves and have brought some really unique, fun drill game ideas that I think have been great. Fantastic. I wish that I had them when I was coaching my daughter when she was a little bit younger, especially the elementary age kids. You know, we really want them to have a blast out on the ice and maybe a little less you know, technical, whereas my background was to be more technical. And so I love the the fun games and stuff that I've learned along the way. Tell me about one of them. Um, well, like red light, green light was something that I was never exposed to. And probably every coach listening to this podcast is going to say that's crazy. But I think that's so fun with, you know, a paddle or something and have the curlers play red light, green light and learn how to sweep and look up and and, you know, basically looking at the skip to know when they're supposed to sweep and not sweep. And I think that's a lot of fun um, for a drill for the, for the younger kids to do and even older, really. But yeah. Yeah. No, I love anytime there's any innovation. Like I, they, unfortunately sometimes curling drills can get kind of stayed like a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing over and over again. So any variety we can introduce either through rock stars or any other uh, innovation, I think is a good thing. Where's your home club? Sorry, you you mentioned it a couple of times. I don't think you actually said what it is. 
Yeah, so it's the Ellerslie Curling Club in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, it's in South Edmonton, and um, my family has lived here for, I think we've lived about 17 years here in South Edmonton. And so um, I started practicing when I was competitively curling. I'd practice there occasionally. Um, I was at the Savile Centre when I was curling a lot. But then, you know, this club is a is a great, um, really kind of a old school club. It's hard to explain, but instead of a rec centre, which some of them are, this is a smaller club that um, I just fell in love with and was super convenient to our house. And so my daughter joined the junior program there. And then I I took that over. And now my family, brother-in-law and sister-in-law go there with their kids. And it's great. So yeah, I'd love to ask you more about the just being a junior coach after your long competitive career. Uh, but uh, let, let's get back to the uh, to the Rockstars program. And I know there are listeners who are listening going, yeah, I could use lesson plans. That sounds great. Uh, I, or the system, or even the badges, or the uh, the ability for kids to earn, uh, you know, uh, stickers. Can uh, listeners? I'm assuming this is a Canadian program. It's curling Canada. Is it possible for youth organizers across the country to get their hands on this this season? Yes, that's what you know. That's why it's great that we're doing this podcast because we'd like to get the word out about the program. Um, so basically, I am in the process of printing manuals for each member association, and they're being shipped out most likely uh, early end of September, early October. They should be arriving to each of the member associations. So if you are a junior coordinator or something at a curling club and you're interested, you can go to the member association and they'll have some information. So I'll be sorry, doing, I'm going to interrupt yeah. for a second because I, I know what that means. And I guess oh, you know yeah. what M- MAs are, member associations, but we're talking about the, pro- generally speaking, the provincial and territorial associations like a curl on or a curl Alberta, curl Sask, yes. <laughs> curl, curl yeah. fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to do um, an information session with, with each of those um, provinces and territories so that there's someone there that's familiar with it so that if a curling club did want to um, use the program that they can get it from them. We also have uh, an email address. So rockstars at curling.ca is the email address. And so you can email that directly and we can get you in touch with getting a manual and the process of doing that as well. Um, and the cost of the manual is $150. And then the bag tags are $5 each for each curler. And then the shipping involved with those things. So um, we're just, we have some clubs that are really interested in using it. Uh, we've heard just this past week, and we will be sending those manuals out to the each of the provinces and territories shortly. So if there's hopefully more, more to come. And then, as I mentioned, if there's changes that come to the manual, then anyone that purchases it for the club will get the modified um, version next year, you know, and as things are updated, we do want this to be an ongoing um, kind of an updated digital version as well. You said it was piloted in six clubs originally. Yes. Yep. So we had uh, two in Ontario. Um, There was one in Nova Scotia, a few in Alberta as well. I think you touched on it a bit, but maybe we can go a little deeper. Like what was the feedback like from those clubs? Uh, Obviously, you've you've incorporated that feedback into the, the current version of the manual. But like, what how, what was it like even at the start when they started putting this program and uh, implementing it at their clubs? 
Yeah, so the very first iteration of Rockstars was very much just the assessment portion and how to assess the kids and the skills. Um, Each of the headings of the skills and what should be achieved was outlined really clearly, but there were no lesson plans originally. And when the pilot clubs, when we all got together as a group, that was resounding messaging from everyone that, you know, we really need like lessons, like we need stepped out things. And and that's when I took a look at the Canscape manual to see how that was laid out. And that's exactly what they do too, is lessons. Um, and so, and that's what, when I started coaching at our program, I really needed some assistance with that too, um, as far as how to go about planning each week and and thinking up new ideas, I guess, is another thing too. So the first iteration was very basic and then we've just built on it. So we built the lessons, um, then got feedback from the clubs about what was working and what wasn't, what was maybe clear and what took longer than other drills um, and things like that. And also... Some of the drills might be a little bit too challenging for the younger ones. And so we modified and and added in a little bit of variation with skill level within some of the drills as well, so that those could be changed because, you know, sometimes you do have a couple of kids that are more skilled than others within a, a drill or something. So so we've really tried to, you know, manipulate that. And then the last iteration that we've just completed, which is going out, is uh um, with some visual diagrams. So mm. a graphic designer made some great diagrams, which just help with that description of the drill. So as we mentioned, you could have a parent that is really not familiar and the diagram will help them visually see what, what should be done within the drill. So um, that's been awesome. I think that was the really the last piece that we needed was the visuals. Right. No, I, I just, a thought just came to mind and I know that they exist already, but Sometimes when you have these sort of manuals, you will even have a video of particular drills. And I know that there are diagrams, which is great. And and a picture's worth a thousand words, but yeah, maybe something to consider for a future uh, iteration of this manual. Well, we do actually have video links in the manual. And if you have oh. the digital version of the manual, the links are in there. And they take you all back to YouTube videos that Curling Canada has on a lot of these drills, which oh, is great. Okay. So. So you can, I mean, you know, if you're out on the ice and you have a printed document, then the, well, the link yeah. isn't as good. But if you're using the digital version or if you wanted to copy that link and show it, you know, prior to going out on the ice or something, that's in there. So those links are all in the manual as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I said it out loud, it's probably just easier to bring a piece of paper out on the <laughs> ice. Having an iPhone or an iPad and all the technology issues sometimes is uh, can be a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if... There, you know, some clubs could send out those um, videos prior to a week lesson or something mm. like that. You know, there's different things that, that people will do. Or even sending it out to coaches before the practice to say, here's how we want it done. And, yeah. you know, this, you know, you, now, now you're seeing it literally done in person on a sheet of ice. So, yeah, that's exactly. Well, Beth, uh, thank you so much for uh, giving us the scoop on the Rockstars program. But before I let you go, I mean, this podcast is literally called Coaching Kids Curling. So I'm going to ask you about your experience coaching kids curling. What what was it like? I mean, this is something, this was brand new to you, I assume, pretty recently even. Uh, you said you had a daughter in the program as well. Can you tell me what, what, what was it like when you started coaching kids and, and what particular challenges were there when you, when you started to do it? Yeah, well, it was definitely a learning curve for me. You know, I, 
curled competitively for so long. And then when she wanted to get into it, um, of course, I wanted to help and volunteer. Um, but it it's hard to simplify and and figure out how to describe how to do some of these skills to kids. And that was the most challenging part. There was a big learning curve for me. You know, I'm trying to help her and her friends out there, and I have no idea how to describe what it is I'd like her to do. I just know how to do it, and I've been doing it for so long. So, can you, um, can you remember? Oh, this I'll jump in. Can you remember a specific skill you were trying to teach and really trying to? I hate to say the words, but dumb it down or trying to really simplify it. Like, are there, are there certain phrases even that you've learned to use to describe certain things? Oh, I still have challenges with describing things. She, my daughter still complains to me that I just have used too many words and I fully understand that I need to simplify things a little bit more. But, you know, I think back to just the delivery and getting your foot and your timing um, in the hack, basically. And some kids, some curlers, doesn't even have to be kids, curlers, adults don't quite grasp that whole timing of how the foot comes underneath you and and it's hard to describe and you just keep saying well just you know bring your slider foot under <laughs> and it's yeah you're trying to um show them but not everybody catches on as quickly some people are a little bit you know not as as familiar or not as um used to doing some of those movements and things so so definitely simplifying my communication has been the most challenging, I guess. And she'll, yeah, she would, she just told me the same thing last night. We were talking about something and she said, you make it so hard to understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's been something I've had to learn for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's another quality of kids, honesty sometimes when it comes to uh, working with them. Uh, yeah, for sure. Before, and and maybe I'll ask you, you know, to the listeners out there who are coaching kids and are planning their programs for this season, do you have a piece of advice for them? Uh, maybe even a piece of advice that relates to just starting a program again, uh, brand new, a new season. Yeah, well, it's exciting that we can have a full season again. There were still some clubs that couldn't run last year, which was sad. Ours uh, was fortunate to still have a program last year. So just go out and have so much fun and bring that energy back to the ice. Um, that's definitely the thing that I love the most about coaching um, junior curlers is just how much fun you can have out there and just keeping it that way. Um, I still, you know, coaching at a competitive level for, for juniors, I still see coaches that sometimes take it a little bit more serious than I think it needs to be. And, and always remembering that it's all about fun and we want to keep um, kids curling through their youth and then into adults. So we want it to be a sport that people um, stay in forever, just like, you know, a lot of us have that are, um, you know, myself and listening to the podcast, we obviously are passionate about the sports. So to kind of instill that and have kids um, get that at an early age. So just, just having fun with that all the time. How do we keep it fun, even at a competitive level? Uh, just appreciating the people that you're out there with playing with friends you know even when I was um at a competitive level the people that I played with were great friends of mine and we thoroughly enjoyed being on the ice together and off the ice together and that was a really important factor for for how long I played was that social aspect so um yeah just always always remembering that you know it's not our job we're, we're out there because we love it so yeah 
If people, I know you mentioned the email address, but could you repeat it one more time? If people want more information about the Rockstars program, uh, where can they find it? Yeah, so the email is rockstars at curling.ca. So literally it's R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-S at curling.ca. And uh, as I mentioned before, too, uh, you can contact your province or territory to get the information about the program. And we'll be promoting it um, throughout the year. And hopefully, you know, it will catch on and and clubs that are looking for some assistance with running their program um, can come and use this. Uh, it, it is available. It'll be available in the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, if programs are starting shortly and you're looking for something, I just talked to a club last week that has their program starting very soon and they'd like to adopt using this. So, so that's pretty exciting. And then, yeah, hopefully get feedback and hopefully it's all positive. Well, I, I can speak for East York, the club I coach at, and I'm, I'm hoping to use it with my little rocks. We've got a, a good group coming in this year. So, uh, knock on wood, uh, and hope. Uh, things work well. Beth, thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks very much for having me, Glenn. And uh, yeah, hope hope everything goes well when we see the rock stars and lots of kids out on the ice this year. So that was my interview with Beth. If you're a supporter of this podcast, I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To follow the podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.